in today's show. I'm looking at injuries and, of course, players in the COVID protocols right across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So I'm going to do the usual weekly injury update, but then talk about all the players in health and safety protocols and give you an idea of replacement players that have been signed in their stead. So there's a lot to talk about. This might be a long one. Let's go in right now talking Atlanta Hawks. For the Hawks, you've got DeAndre Hunter, who's out with that wrist issue still for probably another two more weeks. I don't think he's a stashable sort of player. But Bogdan Bogdanovich looks like he's going to return. He's missed the last few weeks, last two and a half weeks with an ankle problem. He could be back on Wednesday, if not Wednesday, um, maybe at Christmas. They play again Thursday and then on Saturday. So it looks like his return is coming. He wasn't really a 12-team league guy before the injury. I don't mind adding him, but how that works between him and Herter when he returns, I think in the end, it makes both of them probably not going to be 12-team league players. But I don't mind taking a, a grab. I'd rather have a Bogdanovich than Herder, personally, but it looks like his return is going to be coming soon. And then we've got a bunch of COVID injuries or COVID absences for this team, two big ones. Trey Young and Clint Capella are both in the COVID protocols. So you would expect both of those guys at this stage to miss the Christmas Day game. Um, maybe they're back for the game on the 27th, or maybe it's the 29th, but they're likely both going to miss on Christmas. And the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari, is also out. Hands off my cock! Uh, Gallinari is also in the COVID protocol, so he should be out yeah, through Christmas as well. So that obviously opens up value for DeLon Wright to be the starting point guard. Onyeka Okongwu, even though he's only played one game, I would like to think that he will ramp up and play 23, 24 minutes. There is also Gorgi Jing that they can play as the starting center, but Okongwu, well, it depends what they want to do. If they do start Jing, I don't mind him as a streamer because he is a really fantasy-friendly player, as is Okongwu. I would ideally like them to give Okongwu those minutes. They have signed as replacement players Malcolm Hill, Lance Stevenson, and Skylar May, uh, not Skylar May, sorry. Uh, let's just, yeah, Stevenson and Hill. That's, the other guy's already on the roster. Stevenson and Hill. Malcolm Hill, I don't think we need to worry too much there. He won't play a huge amount. Stevenson, of course, is going to be the flashy name. Um, I don't know. I know a lot of people are happy that Lance is back. I, I don't like the bloke at all. Shit bloke off the court. I don't think he's a good NBA player, and it annoys me that he keeps getting chances, and it annoys me that people celebrate this dickhead as much as they do. That's just me being grumpy, maybe. Or the fact that, you know, he, what, pushed his pregnant girlfriend down the stairs. So maybe that's part of the issue that I have with Lance, and he's just, he's just a dickhead um, and not a good NBA player. So would I be adding Lance Stevenson in any leagues? No, I, I don't think I would be. No, there's no absolutely no chance that I would bother with that. There is, again, there is an opportunity for him to have a bench role. May, maybe I'll retract that. Maybe in 18-team leagues or 16, I'd consider it as a backup wing guard player. 
especially if Bogdanovich remains sidelined. But he's not coming in and starting. That will be Dillon Wright in that role. And um, yeah, he's not obviously replacing Clint Capella because those dudes play different positions. Let's look at the Boston Celtics, who have also been hit pretty hard with COVID, as most teams have. The Celtics do have Rob Williams, the Rock DJ. He's currently out with a personal issue. We don't know whether he'll be back for Wednesday. He had played 37 and 29 minutes the two previous games because of the other absences. So um, I wouldn't be dropping Rob Williams, but I understand it's been frustrating with him this season. And then they've got a bunch of blokes in COVID protocols. Al Horford, Josh Richardson, Grant Williams, Jabari Parker, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Broderick Thomas, and Sam Hauser. They have signed to replace those guys, Just uh, Justin Jackson and CJ Miles, two wing-sized players. Of course, Horford, Richardson, and Williams are three key rotation guys, so it's given extra minutes to players like Peyton Pritchard, Romeo Langford, Aaron Neesmith, um, Ennis Cantor, Freedom, when Ennis Freedom has been getting extra minutes there as well, and Bruno Fernando got into the game last time out. The only one who's probably going to be worth streaming is maybe Pritchard in deeper formats, and Freedom as well, especially if Williams does remain out, Rob Williams, um, then Freedom does become like a 12-team league guy. But you, you, Justin Jacksons and CJ Miles, they're not going to be um, yeah, too too interesting, I, I wouldn't have thought. On to the Brooklyn Nets, who've had a couple of games postponed. There won't be many games postponed moving forward here after this new policy with the, the NBA coming in. I just don't think that they're looking to postpone games. And Adam Silver basically said as much. He also said, hey, we're not stopping the season. There's no point in that, as the, the thoughts that I've been echoing, not that Adam listened to me. But of course, it's common sense that if you pause the season, it doesn't stop COVID. Like it doesn't stop any of this stuff. So yeah, he's said that's just not going to happen. As for the Nets... Um, they don't play again till Thursday. They haven't played since last Saturday. Nick Claxton missed that game on Saturday with his wrist issue. I do expect that he will return, while Joe Harris remains out with his ankle problem. And then all of these guys in COVID protocols, James Harden, Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, Bruce Brown, James Johnson, Kyrie Irving, Paul Millsap, DeAndre Bembry, Dayron Sharp, and Javon Carter. Now, I talked about Kyrie and his return um, last week when that news was announced. He's pro- he's going to play under 20 games this year. It's going to be really hard to deal with him in daily changes leagues and almost impossible to use him in weekly leagues. In a roto league with a games cap, I get it. It's, it's doable. Other leagues, it is really tough. Really, really tough to deal with him. Um, in terms of the COVID situation for these guys, I would think that um, James Harden, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Bruce Brown, James Johnson, these guys, Paul Millsap, DeAndre Bembry, these guys can all return for the Christmas game. Kevin Durant, he went into the protocols recently. He seems unlikely, possible for Christmas, but unlikely. But you should get Harden, you should get Aldridge, you should get Brown, you should get Johnson back. So the streaming value of guys like Kessler Edwards, Blake Griffin, uh, David Duke. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. Um, even Langston Galloway in deep and formats, Cam Thomas, maybe there's a little bit left there for Thomas, but those Edwards and Duke ones especially, and even Griffin, because we don't even know if he'll stay in the rotation, the value of those guys is uh, is pretty much cooked with uh, with those games not taking place now until Thursday and likely a bunch of guys returning on Saturday. And those guys won't be back on Saturday, so you can still use Edwards and Duke for that Thursday. But remember, on Thursday, there's 13 games on, so it might not be the best um, use of a roster spot to be holding those guys when you maybe can't even use them. But if you're stressed out with managing your fantasy team and you're not getting sleep because you're worried who's in, who's out, I've got six blokes injured, maybe you need calm. 
you know what makes LeBron James? Do you know what makes him sleep? It's it's sleep. Look, that's that that is that's it. Sleep. I was gonna say that's not what makes him sleep. That's what makes him great. It's sleep. Sleep is super important. And I'm sure as I've screwed up this um, ad read that I need more sleep myself. Maybe I need to go and get myself calm. That's not true because I've already got calm. So maybe I need to really focus in and get those meditation techniques going. LeBron and calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. But you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like LeBron. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. Now, in the past, I've, I've said that this quote doesn't sound anything like LeBron that they asked me to read. And then I heard LeBron at a, at a, uh, at a post-match press conference say, basically, yeah, I sleep is my superpower, which I went, all right, cool. You're just dropping in calm ad, ad reads during your, um, during your post-game. He says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, Calm's, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge. So head to calm.com slash locked on NBA. For a limited time, you get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. The Charlotte Hornets, they're relatively injury free. Gordon Hayward had to miss last game due to a back issue. Hopefully that's nothing serious there. I don't think it is. And they've got Cody Martin in the health and safety protocols. That's it. That's amazing to see a list that small. So, you know, when Hayward returns and then when Martin returns, the value of Martin and Oubre is going to be really diminished. Same with Jalen McDaniels. If Hayward and Martin remain out, Oubre's value stays up and Jalen becomes a streamer. But it's really hard for me to see Martin and Oubre remaining 12-team league players when this team is fully healthy. So they are one of the teams that's, I guess, positioned best at this point. The Chicago Bulls, we know that they had a couple of games postponed. They've come back and a lot of their players are really close to returning. In the injury front, Alex Caruso dealing with this foot sprain. He has been ruled out for Wednesday. We don't have a timeline yet as to how long he is out. He's just been ruled out that one game. While Derek Jones Jr. has missed, um, he missed Monday's game and he will miss Wednesday's game with his hamstring injury. They're the two injuries. And then there's a bunch of blokes in the COVID protocols, but the Bulls have upgraded nearly all of those players too doubtful for Wednesday's game, meaning that they are almost certainly going to return on Sunday the 26th but could be back on Wednesday. Zach Levine, Ayoda Sumnu, Alizé Johnson, Matt Thomas. They are all listed doubtful for Wednesday. Devin Dotson just went into the protocol, so he's still out. And then Troy Brown Jr. has actually been positively upgraded to questionable. So it looks like Brown is going to be in that rotation. Now, he can be like a 16-team streamer, while Levine and Jones and Caruso and DeSumno are all out. There's going to be a 20-plus minute-a-night role there for him. The Bulls, in the meantime, have signed... Um, Ersan Ilyasova and Mac McClung to deal with um, the COVID situation. So those guys have been signed on 10 days. There's no real guarantee that those guys are going to play. Maybe Ilyasova. In fact, Ilyasova is a guy that they probably could use anyway. Yeah, over a player like Marco Simonovic, who they've brought over and just never play, or a Tyler Cook who's on their team. I think he, he's actually a two-way guy. Um, there is perhaps some role. They've also signed Alfonso McKinney, who's been playing 20-odd minutes a night, and he's a, a deeper league sort of player. I'd keep a close eye on Ilyasova, but at this point, he's only a deeper league player. The Cleveland Cavaliers, a bunch of guys out with them as well. No injuries outside of the season ender, of course, for Colin Sexton. 
but the following players are in the COVID protocols. Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Jarrett Allen, Lamar Stevens, Denzel the Hammer Valentine, Dylan Windler, and RJ Nemard. Uh, Nem- Nempard. How do you say that name? Nempard. Um, those guys are all out in the COVID protocols. They've signed two players as replacements. The uh, the Cornetto, Luke Cornett, and Justin Anderson, a bloke I used to really like as a player when he was with Dallas and then Philadelphia, but never sort of turned it on in the NBA. There's opportunities for those guys to play some minutes. Um, Ed Davis, also a, a name that's just entered the COVID protocols as well. Mobley and Okoro, probably back before the end of December. The other guys I would expect to be back in January. So with Mobley and Okoro and Allen all out, and now Ed Davis out, their starting center situation is very weird. All right, is Cornette going to have to play? Because Allen would be their starter, and then Mobley would be their starter, and then Davis would be their starter. Do they start Markinen at center along with Love? Do they start Dean Wade at center? There's no rim protection out of any of those three guys. I think Cornette's going to get an opportunity to start here. So keep an eye on him if we hear more about how the rotation looks. He's a very interesting option here. With Okoro out and then Stevens out, it means a big boost for Chetty Osmond and Rick Rubio. May end then with Windler and Valentine out, then Kevin Pangos and Justin Anderson are going to have to play. There's a lot of opportunities here for streaming. The big ones I'm interested in are Wade, Love, Osmond, and then down to uh, a Luke Cornett, who, who literally could play 20-plus minutes a night straight off here, just with the amount of big men that are on the sidelines for them. The Dallas Mavericks, another team with some COVID issues. Um, Injury-wise, Luka Doncic has missed four straight games and he will miss again on Tuesday. So that's five straight for Luka with his ankle. Porzingis had to leave Sunday's game with a foot issue and he's listed questionable for Tuesday's action. I don't know at this point whether he's playing. Well, that's in a couple of hours' time. Willie Cauley-Stein has been out for weeks with a personal issue. He remains out there as well. Um, And then Eugene Omarui is out with a foot injury. He would have got some playing time, I guess, but he is out in terms of COVID, it's Reggie Bullock, it's Maxi Kleber, and Josh Green. And of course, Bullock was starting, so that put Tim Hardaway back in that spot. Maxi Kleber would have had a chance to start if Porzingis was out, and Josh Green would have been a rotation player with all these guys out, including Luka Doncic, but they're all gone. So with Kleber and maybe Porzingis out, then you're looking at um, increased value for Dorian Finney-Smith. And the guys that they have signed, George King, who I don't think is much of a player, Marquise Chris, very interesting option, and Theo Pinson as a guard. Chris would be the one to watch if Porzingis, Kleber, Cauley-Stein all remain out. You're going to have Dwight Powell and Moses Brown probably playing some center minutes, but I could see them, if Porzingis is out, trying to play Chris a little bit at power forward and because they don't have any other power forwards. It's Finney Smith and that's it. Maybe George King can step up there, but I think Chris would be a better option. So he could be a deeper league streamer. Just, just watch that one, but that's where things sit with the Mavericks. On to the Denver Nuggets. Of course, there's some whispers of Jamal Murray, the headmaster, coming back in February. I'd really doubt it, considering how badly or how badly badly struck this team is with injuries and how they're sort of struggling along. I wouldn't say that they'd rush him back 10 months from an ACL. I would guess mid-March would be earliest, but like who knows? Like 10 months is really quick from an ACL, and I just don't think there's any need for them to do that. Aaron Gordon uh, has been dealing with a hamstring issue. I don't think that he's going to be in any danger of missing too much time, but just watch that one. Jermichael Green has missed three straight with an ankle injury. Um, we don't expect him to play moving forward but he oh, in, in this next game, but he couldn't. Of course, with him out, it's Zeke Nagy who, who steps into that role. Um, Marcus Howard 
suffered a decently severe knee injury. So he's going to be missing a lot of time here. We know Dozier and Porter are already out for the season. And they've only got one player in the COVID protocols, and that's Bowl. He wasn't going to play anyway because he honestly is not very good. They've also signed Davon Reed to be a replacement player. He was getting some minutes. Uh, his contract ended, and they've brought him back. With Rivers returning, though, and the big stiffy Bones Highland and Compazzo and Morris and Barton, it's unlikely that Reed is going to get that level of playing time that he got before. If Gordon and Jermichael Green miss, then you're looking at someone like uh, Vlaco Chanchar or maybe even Peter Corneli to step up into a role. And maybe uh, they couldn't really sign anyone to replace them because they're not players who are out with COVID. On to the Detroit Pistons. No COVID. Wow. Kelly Linick. I think Kelly Olenek, when he comes back, is going to be an interesting player. So if you've got stash ability, I'd stash him. He's probably two weeks away still from the MCL. But just with Jeremy Grant out, I reckon they start him next to um, next to Stewart. Big opportunity. Grant still out for weeks, you know, five weeks, I think, to, to go with him with his thumb injury at least. If you don't have injured reserve, I wouldn't bother holding him. That's just me, though. And then Chris Smith, of course, out with the ACL injury. I'm not even sure we see Smith play at all this season. They have not signed any replacements because they don't have any COVID absences. On to the Golden State Warriors. Um, Clay Thompson, the return for Clay has been pushed back into mid-January. Again, I don't think that Clay is going to... He's going to be very similar to Kyrie Irving. A lot of missed games, a lot of minutes limits. Well, Kyrie doesn't have the minutes limits. I don't think he's going to be super useful for fantasy. And then James Wiseman, we just haven't heard. So you've got to expect he, he's mid to late January as well, coming back from his knee injury. And again, not a guy that I believe is going to have a 12-team impact this season. So he's not someone I'd be rushing to stash. John Kaminga started last game, lasted six minutes, then hurt his back. He's only a deeper league stream anyway, but he is someone that could have value because both Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins are out with the COVID protocols. That means you can stream in someone like Damian Lee, who's played 30 minutes in two straight games. Otto Porter has streaming value. Andre Iguodala does, especially if we do hear that Kaminga's not going to be able to play. Toscano Anderson becomes a 16-team league guy. Uh, the Dr. Gary Payton is maybe a 14-team league steals-type streamer. So there is a bit of value here, but I would probably value Porter, then Lee as my two preferred pickups, and then go down to Payton and Toscano Anderson after those guys. As I just helped myself to a, a, a drink of coffee, but... If you want the number one spot to place your bets with more props, more odds, and more contests, Bet Online is the place that has you covered marching towards the football playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up. It's a new updated website. It looks great. Sign up using our code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or even right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. If I had my box of built bar here with me today, I'd be fueling up on those because at this busy time of year, we've got parties and functions and buying gifts. And yeah, sometimes it could be hard to, to fit ourselves in with a healthy diet. And we all want a snack. So why don't you get a healthy snack? The delicious tasting protein bar. That's not just about deliciousness because they're also functional. You're looking to get that protein into your body. These are high in protein, but low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar, and low in calories. And Built Bar just tastes absolutely bloody delicious. And you are going to need all that extra energy 
throughout this holiday season. So why don't you get some of those marshmallowy treats that they have over there on Built Bar, plus all their great flavors, candy cane flavor, gingerbread flavor. I saw an email for the other day. So much great stuff. They also recommend in this ad read to dip it into a cup of cocoa. That sounds like serial killer behavior, to be fair. So I don't think I'd be doing that, but I would be getting boxes and boxes of Built Bar. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and load up on Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar is built different. All right. Told you it was going to be a long one. There's lots of injuries and lots to talk about. The Houston Rockets also no COVID. That's great at this point. Jalen Green has been ruled out of Wednesday's game, but his return is imminent. So that's going to impact uh, Gary Bird. It's going to impact uh, the designer Armani Brooks and Joshy Christopher and Eric Gordon. All those guys are going to lose out. Is Green a must roster player? No, I don't think so. He struggled every game he played basically outside of maybe one or two. You could add him. I don't hate it just to see if he's figured it out, but I'm not feeling confident. And then cousin Kevin Porter looks like he will be out until after Christmas, um, probably targeting that game on the 27th against the Hornets for his return. He could be back earlier. He could be back in within the next two games, but with him out, it, obviously it boosts the value of a bunch of those players. You know, DJ Augustin for deeper leagues and Gordon's assist numbers go up, but you know, Matthews and Brooks, they're going to become droppable players, I think, when Green and Porter return, which is coming up in the next couple of games. The Indiana Pacers, another team who's looking all right, COVID-wise. Malcolm Brogdon missed last game with an Achilles issue, but he's off the injury report. So that's a positive step there. Um, TJ Warren, we're talking mid-January, late January for him to return. Again, he'll be subject to so many restrictions that it is hard to even bother with him because you know once he comes off the injured reserve spot, you're going to have to deal with you know, 20 minutes here and then the game off and then 20 minutes here. And maybe it pays off, but we're still so far away from that that I am sure that you need your injured reserve slot at this stage. And then TJ McConnell, he's probably going to miss most of the season. Obviously, that is a pretty clear drop uh, for him missing as much time as he's going to. For the Clippers, Paul George returned last game, but he said that he copped a few bumps and knocks on his elbow and is a little bit sore, and he's officially questionable now. So let's watch that to hope he didn't hurt that any further. Isaiah Hartenstein, he was playing excellently and was a 12-team guy. He's hurt his ankle. Hopefully, he's ready to go for when for Wednesday. We don't know that yet. Um, I think he's worth holding in 12-team leagues. Kawhi, I don't expect him the regular season. Jason Preston, I don't expect Preston to be um, a part of the rotation, but he's out for a long time, and it also gives me a chance to do this. Preston, I like that guy. Preston! Um, and then you've got Marcus Morris in the COVID protocols. He probably missed the next three games. That does help Nick Batum, Terrence Mann, and Luke Kennard. Out of those players, yeah, it's fine to hold Kennard. It's fine to have Mann. It's fine to have Batum. But I think... Yeah, especially if George is in, it's hard for me to see any of those three as absolute must-roster players. I probably do prefer Mann over Kennard, but it is really just a toss-up there. But yeah, thankfully, they're a team who, outside of uh, Marcus Morris, is free of COVID. They did sign Moses Wright to a 10-day hardship. I don't think we're going to see Moses Wright playing out there very often at all, if at all. On to the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, the news there. Anthony Davis with that sprained MCL. Yeah, reevaluated in four weeks. That's definitely not going to be four weeks. He'll be six weeks, I would guess. They're, they've also fake injury listing LeBron James as probable with his rectus abdominis. And Trevor Ariza returned last game, but they're also listing him as probable with the ankle injury. 
They have um, a bunch of guys in the COVID protocols. Some good news, both Taylor Horton Tucker and Dwight Howard are available to return on Tuesday. I think Dwight is going to have some interesting value, as is Horton Tucker with Davis out. And both guys, more specifically Horton Tucker, can be 12-team league options. Howard's probably more 14 to 16, but there is some value there for both of those guys. Malik Monk was upgraded to questionable last week from COVID protocols. He is still out, and he is joined by Avery Bradley, Austin Reeves, and Kent Bazemore in the COVID protocols. And Kendrick Nunn is still a while away from that knee injury that has seen him not play at all so far this season. They have also signed Mason Jones, not to a um, COVID hardship exemption, but to a two-way contract. I think that means they're going to waive Jay Huff, and they've signed Jamario Jones, who's an excellent rebounder. Look for him, because if they find minutes for him with Davis out, he can pull down eight rebounds in 18 minutes. Like He is a really, really good rebounder. I'm not thinking he's going to be a 12-team league guy, but he's at least someone to look at in deeper formats, because he can be an interesting guy. And of course, they have signed Isaiah Thomas. Now, what does Thomas's role look like here with Howard and Horton Tucker back? Does he still get the 32 minutes that he played last game? Does he play 10 minutes? Does he play 20 minutes? Um, if you did add him, hold him for this game. But I reckon with the fact that Horton Tucker is back and Monk could be back next game, that it is going to make it hard for Thomas to remain viable. Onto the Memphis Grizzlies. Brandon Clark has had this knee injury for a while now. And of course, given that it's Memphis, we're hearing nothing about it. He's been out for multiple weeks with knee soreness. Thanks, Memphis. Your reporting is sick. Um, and as I said, Ja Morant will be back this week. He returned, played 28 minutes on Monday, and he's back and ready to go. So that's awesome that he is back and playing. Tyus Jones missed the last game with a finger sprain, but with Morant back, he's a clear drop in 12 and 14 team leagues and probably 16 teamers. While Santi Aldama's out with a calf issue and Sam Morrell. Sam Merrill, sorry, is out with an ankle. Well, they're both questionable with ankle injuries. Merrill's missed like the last few weeks, and Aldama just has missed the last three games, but they're not going to impact too much. COVID-wise, it's just Zaire Williams, um, who's in the COVID protocols. His minutes just get taken up by John Concha. And when um, Williams is back, I'm not sure whether he even takes that regular role back off Concha. I think he will, but there's no guarantee of that. Miami's got a bunch of injuries, and it's not COVID-related stuff. So um, Jimmy Butler, still out with that busted up ass. He has missed just a shitload of games here, like six in a row after coming back for that one half a game that he played. And he's out again on Tuesday. Tyler Hero looks like he will return on Tuesday. He's probable with that quad issue. PJ Tucker is out after hurting his knee on Sunday. He's out on Tuesday. We don't know how long-term that is. Um, Bam Adebayo's still got weeks to go with his thumb issue. Victor Oladipo, I wouldn't expect back till the middle of January, if not late January, if at all. And Markeith Morris has not played since that neck injury sustained in that confrontation or that hit by Nikola Jokic. That's been a long-standing injury. In terms of COVID, just Caleb Martin is out. So to replace him, they did sign Zylan Cheatham, who's a guy that did put up some interesting um, fantasy-type numbers in college and through the G League. I'm not sure how much he plays, but with Tucker, Morris, Adebayo all out, and Butler, Cheatham's like a big power forward guy. Don't be surprised if he plays minutes straight up here. He could be better than Casey Okpala already. Like, Don't be surprised if you see Cheatham play. It's not going to be a 10-team league scenario or 12-team or probably 14-team, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him on the court. But with Tucker, Adebayo, Morris, Martin, Butler all out, you got the Winter Soldier, Max Struess, who gets a boost. You get Gabe Vincent getting a boost. You get Okpala for deeper leagues there as well. And you're going to get Yurtseven play some increased minutes. Now, whether they start Yurtseven in place of Tucker, that's the assumption at this stage. But I don't know how viable that actually is. But who the hell else is their power forwards? 
maybe it has to be Okpala that starts. So there is some interesting stuff or decisions going to have to be made for that heat. I'll cover that in the pregame show later on today. The Milwaukee Bucks have their own injury issues that aren't necessarily COVID-related. They've got COVID stuff as well. Don't worry. But Chris Middleton has missed the last um, three games with a knee injury. He's listed as probable to return on Wednesday. We hope that that's accurate. Rocket Rodney Hood is dealing with Achilles soreness. We know he tore that Achilles a couple of years ago. He missed last game. He was having a rotation role with um, with Middleton out, but not for fantasy purposes. That was, well, wasn't was relevant. And Brooke Lopez, you can clearly drop him. He's out for basically the season. In the COVID protocols at the moment, Bob Portis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Dante DiVincenzo, who's back from his injury, but he's out with COVID, and Wes Matthews. These guys are all in danger of missing the Christmas Day game. Um, they could return. I would think most likely they return on the 28th, but there is a chance they're back for Christmas. With Giannis and Portis and DiVincenzo and Matthews out, Grayson Allen's a must-roster. Um, Paddy Connaughton's a must-roster. DeMarcus Cousins played 27 minutes in a start last game. You can stream him in. I'm not overly yeah, feeling that. Um, and Jordan War has played a shit ton of minutes, 80 minutes combined in the last two games. That was with Middleton out, so Noir's value probably will drop, but he's going to have a rotation role of some sort. But I wouldn't be expecting those 40 minutes that he's been playing. So just keep an eye on Noir's value. Um, Cousins can be a streamer, but remember that last game is when they just rested Drew Holiday as well, and they rested Pat Connaughton basically uh, and kept those minutes way down. So that is going to skew some of our thoughts on that. For the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're injury they're injury free, but they got a lot of COVID cases. Um, Anthony Edwards, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt-Barr, the artist formerly known as Torian Prince, and Josh Kogi are all out with COVID. So that means Jaden McDaniels gets some stream value there. Malik Beasley's a streamable player at the moment. Naz Reed jumps into 14-team league discussions. Jalen Noel, I think, is a 14-team league player. He might get a start. Uh, Leandro Balmaro is an option there as well. And they've signed Ray John Tucker and Chris Silva as their two replacements. Maybe we even finally see Jake Lehman get into a rotation, or that's only a deep league scenario. But just watching with those five blokes out, players need to step up. I'd also watch for Nathan Knight, especially if they play Reed more at the four, because Knight can be a nice backup to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, McDaniels and Beasley are your two main targets, followed by Naz Reed. On to the New Orleans Pelicans, Zion Williamson... Maybe end of January, maybe All-Star, maybe not at all this season. I'm losing all hope that he is going to play this year. Didi Luzada is suspended for nine more games while Dalton Holmes is still out with that fractured leg. And they have no COVID cases. So that's, at this point, that's great. The New York Knicks, Derek Rose dealing with ankle soreness. That's always going to be the issue with Rose, isn't it? He's dealing with these soreness issues he has on these long-standing injuries. It looks like Kemba will start. Even if Rose plays, he played 37 minutes last game, so he can be a stream option, but we don't know whether that's going to last this week. The guys that are in the COVID protocols, Ron Barrett Jr., Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Juice McBride, Quentin Grimes, and Kevin Knox. But Barrett might be back on Thursday. Toppin might be back on Thursday. Grimes might be back on Thursday. You know, quickly, McBride and Knox are probably a little bit further away, but you could get some other players returning. Um, they have signed Damian Dotson, Tyler Hall, Matt Mooney. Those guys have all been signed as replacements. Did you know that Wayne Seldon was on this team? I don't know why he's on this team, but he is on this team. But he could have, you know, if you're in a 30-team league, Wayne Seldon's probably going to have to play. Yeah, Kemba is worth grabbing, but literally that might last one game because we just, you know, we don't know if Rose and then we get um, uh, Barrett returning. 
and Grimes returning? Do they just run back to play Burks, Barrett, and Grimes as the starters and have Rose coming off the bench and then Walker's done? I think that's a possibility. But Walker did play well in that game on the weekend against the Celtics. So he's not a bad stream ad just to see what happens with this squad. The Oklahoma City Thunder, when I when I created this graphic, they were injury-free. Right? But since then, Trey Mann has popped up with a toe sprain as questionable, and Mike Muscala's resting on Wednesday. So with Muscala resting, it's probably Roby who gets the, the, the nod there. Um, if Mann is out, look for Ty Jerome to step into that role. The Orlando Magic, the first time I've done this where I've needed to use two slides to talk about their injuries because they've got legitimately six or seven actual injuries. Cole Anthony, questionable with the ankle sprain. He's missed the last two. Wendell Carter Jr. with his nondescript leg injury. Amazingly, they're listing him as questionable for Wednesday. I thought that that was for sure a week's long injury. He's questionable. Jalen Suggs is still out for weeks with his thumb injury. Markel Fultz, he could be returning any time here from the ACL injury. Jonathan Isaac, honestly, kids, cover your ears. Like, fuck it. I, I don't know when it's happening. i got no fucking idea. I, there's zero updates. They tell us nothing. It's been 85 years since he tore his ACL, yet we're still not getting... And I, I joke, obviously, but it's been literally 17 months since he tore his ACL. And I would have expected him to be at least hearing something about a return, but we're hearing nothing. Michael Carter-Williams hasn't played this season with an ankle injury. Well, Etwan Moore might have played a couple of games with a knee problem. They're all out. With Carter likely to return soon, that does reduce the value of um, Trumura Kiki, who was starting in his place. They seem committed to Carter being a power forward because even though, we'll get to the COVIDs in a second, even though Mo Bamba's out, they start Robin Lopez next to Wendell Carter. That doesn't mean you can't stream a Kiki in because he still can be a streamable guy this week because Carter can easily miss. And Lopez has some stream, uh, stream value as well. So we look at their COVID absences. It's Mo Bamba, Terrence Ross, Roderick Hampton Jr., Mo Wagner, and Izzy, Iggy Brazdakis. So there is some value in Akiki. There is some value in Lopez. There is potentially some stream value for deeper leagues in Michael Mulder. Watch also, they signed Tim Frazier. They signed Hassani Gravett. They signed BJ Johnson, Aleem Ford, Admiral Schofield, and Fred Gillespie. The most interesting players to me there are Frazier and Gillespie. Gillespie's a very good shot blocker, and if Carter is out, watch him for deeper leagues as a block streamer. Frazier's a guy, we know Matt Smith loves him, a guy with gigantic assist numbers. Now, I think he's a shithouse player, but he can get big assists. So if Anthony remains out, along with no Suggs, no Ross, and no Hampton, don't be surprised to see Frazier come in, play 30 minutes, generate you know, 12 points, 9 assists, next to someone like Gary Harris. That is a distinct possibility. So there could actually be some real stream value if we hear Cole Anthony is out for Tim Frazier. For the Philadelphia 76ers, they've got a bunch of actual injuries as well. Tyrese Maxey missed last game with a quad injury. He's missed the last two actually with that quad injury. And the fact that Shake Milton is out in the COVID protocols means that Seth Curry has been playing at point guard, boosting his value and giving some value to Isaiah Joe in deeper formats. They're also dealing with Furkan Korkmaz with a non-COVID illness, and that is important because George Niang is also in the COVID protocol, so Korkmaz could see increased role. You've got Jaden Springer. The package! He's dealing with a concussion. He could have got some point guard minutes. And then Ben Simmons, of course, is out. COVID, they've got Shake Milton, George Niang, and Andre Drummond. So uh, Goldfinger Charlie Bassey becomes a stream for deeper league. So does basketball Paul Reed, or b-ball Paul, as he is horrendously called. Um, he could be an option, although he didn't actually even play 
um, last game at all. It looks to me as if Bassey has taken over being that backup or third string center over Reed. So there is some value there. Um, they signed Tyler Johnson. Remember Tyler Johnson, Meth Curry? He's there. He can play. Um, yeah, he, well, he might be able to play some minutes when. Um, when what was I going to say? When all these guys return. Oh, sorry. If they don't return, he could slide in with no Milton, no Maxi. Johnson could come in and be at least a 14-team streamer, but I don't imagine that that's going to be any long-term thing. But he is at least an interesting player um, with those absences because he's got obvious NBA experience and there's a clear role there if Maxi does remain sidelined. So keep an eye on um, Tyler Johnson. The Phoenix Suns, no COVID at this point, but Abdul Nader and Frank Kaminsky are out with knee injuries. Nader's been out with this knee management recovery situation for weeks. Don't count on him at all. Alfred Payton's been getting some of those minutes there. But now Devin Booker has returned. Chris Paul, even though he was holding his wrist and hand last game, uh, he's not on the injury report. And with Kaminsky out, it gives an opportunity for Jalen Smith to be that third string center. But really, JaVal McGee is dominating in that backup role. Onto the Portland Trailblazers. Um, we could be getting CJ McCollum back soon with the pneumothorax. We don't know, but I would imagine he could be back after Christmas. I would think probably more likely January, but you know, it could be after Christmas. Damian Lillard has popped up on the injury report as questionable today with a hamstring problem. Yusuf Nurkic is questionable with a rib contusion. And Nasir Little is questionable with an illness. All those are for today. So there's nothing... Um, we don't know any long-term situations there or even if they're going to miss, but they've all popped up today. While Cody Zeller is probably a couple of weeks away with that um, with that patella fracture. He's going to be reevaluated next week. Um, he comes in and that does reduce the value a little bit of Covington because he plays his 10 minutes backup and that takes away those backup sentiments that Nance and Covington are playing, assuming that Chauncey Billups continues with that rotational idea. The Sacramento Kings have just got a bunch of blokes out. Rashawn Holmes in this eye injury, it's been going on forever. He hasn't played since the 8th of December after getting smacked in the eye. Um, that's a real long time. We hope he's all right. That's his second eye injury. It's very frustrating, obviously. And with him out and Alex Lennon COVID protocols, Tristan Thompson and Damian Jones have been deeper league streams. Now, a lot of these blokes in the protocols, De'Aaron Fox, Terrence Davis, Marvin Bagley, and Alex Len, they could all be returning for the game on the 26th. I don't expect them here on the Wednesday, but on the 26th, that all could be back. Davion Mitchell and Lewis King, as well as Nemius Cater, who just got put into the COVID protocols, they're going to be out a little bit longer. But the value we're getting from Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Chemezi Metu, that could last just one more game with the return of Davis, Bagley, Len, and Fox likely coming soon. So keep an eye on any news for those guys. But that sell-high window for Halliburton, if you can get a top 20 player, you do it. Otherwise, you ride it out. But even here, trying to get a top 70 guy back in a trade would be what I would be trying to do. Metu's worth grabbing, but that could completely blow up when a bunch of those other guys return. The San Antonio Spurs, the most outside of the fact that the... Well, actually, no, the Thunder had no one, and then they had two guys onto the injury report. This is the cleanest injury report there is. One bloke, Zach Collins. Don't expect him back until February. Don't expect him to have any impact this year at all. And then we go from one of the the smallest injury reports to one of the biggest and one of the most impactful ones. The Toronto Raptors are getting dicked around hard here. In terms of injuries, Ken Birch, he could return finally from this knee issue. Right? 
there's going to be a role for him because there's just so many other players out. Goran Dragic is still dealing with the personal issue. Justin Champagne is out with an illness and David Johnson is out with a cough. Now, Champagne had been playing in their rotation. That's not really a fantasy impact thing, but they have lost Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and Precious Achua. Those five were all starting. All of them are out. Now, I know Ananobi's a starter now and taking Precious out of there, but that's five starters gone with the COVID protocols and all recent. So they're probably three, four more games, at least until they return. Throw in Delano Banton and Malachi Flynn, your two backup point guards. They're all out with COVID. That things are really, really, really tight. They have signed Tremont Waters, Juwan Morgan, Brandon Goodwin, and Nick Stauskas. Goodwin and Stauskas and Morgan even, they're going to have to play. Goodwin can be a fantasy option to get assists because Van Vliet, the point guard, is gone. His backup, Banton, is gone. His backup, Flynn, is gone. Who the hell is the point guard? It's it's going to have to be either Waters or Goodwin. It has to be. Luke will play a little bit of point guard. You've got to look at Chris Boucher as a must-roster player at this point. Yuta Watanabe's got some 14-team value. I think Luke's got 12-team appeal here. Ananobi, obviously, we know he's a must-roster guy, but don't be don't be afraid to look at Goodwin or Waters as sneaky stream options with almost literally everyone on this team out. Even my man, Isaac Bonga, might be in line for some starts here. The Utah Jazz is a little bit more calm. Yudoka Azabuke, out with an ankle injury. Mia One, questionable with an ankle injury. Malik Fitz, questionable with a shoulder issue. They're, none of those guys are rotation players. It doesn't actually mean anything. And then on to, lastly, the Washington Wizards. They only have one COVID case, and that's Contavious Caldwell-Pope. With him out, you're going to get the boost for Denny Avdia. You're going to get a boost for uh, Hull Neto, for Aaron Holiday, um, Davis Bertans, perhaps, maybe Corey Kispert. The only one I really look at there as being interesting is Avdia, who's put up some really interesting defensive numbers. Rui Hachimura is still out with his personal issue. He's been out since September. Did not front at training camp for this issue. We Again, this must be pretty significant. I wouldn't expect him back to the new year at this stage. Uh, not looking great there. And then Tom Bryant, we're not. We're talking mid-January. I would guess for him, maybe February. And even when he comes back, there's no guarantee he's even a part of the rotation. So to me, not a priority stash. That was a long show. There is a lot going on in the NBA at the moment with injuries and COVID protocols. Um, it's depressing. It's shit. And I fully acknowledge that it's not fun to wake up every day and see like seven blokes get out with COVID. Yeah, I'm trying to still make things interesting and fun and informative and give you guys ways to try and cope with this. But if you check out a fantasy for a bit, I get it. I hope you would still watch the show and, and join in and, and have a bit of fun and, and hear about what's going on. But I, I get that this is frustrating. It's frustrating for me to not have these players around. I guess if you're going to look on the bright side, you hope that the fact that all these players are getting COVID now, that maybe that gives them a level of immunity in addition to their vaccines and boosters moving forward. They're just an extra level of strength and they're all feeling okay. And we hope that something does change with the NBA in terms of ruling guys out as much as they are. But I don't know what's going to happen. It's frustrating. Stick with us. I try and provide a bit of fun information, all that stuff on this show to get us through these times, which are pretty bloody annoying, let's be honest. In fact, kids, cover your ears. It's fucking shit house. Like, no one can deny that. It is absolutely fucking terrible. And on that note, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.